Grand rising, everyone. Natalie from July. Spirit and coffee. Got my coffee here. Yeah, coffee is a hug in a mug. <laughs> it's actually kind of chilly, so it feels really good to have a nice hot cup of coffee. Yes. Okay. I'll put my big face in the camera for you to see. Hello. Hey, Bobby. What's up? How how's how goes it? <laughs> Okay, let's get started. Um, so I heard this um, lecture done by Manly P. Hall. <laughs> I'm probably saying that in incorrectly. Anyway, talking about spiritual alchemy um, and what it means and where it came from and all that stuff. And it's, you know, pretty um, in line with a lot of things I say. Um, and of course he goes from topic to topic to topic to topic, because that's what alchemy does. It has you in every subject pretty much, actually not pretty much it does because it's the unfolding of natural law. Um, the unfolding of, of laws that we don't understand, right. That we can't fully comprehend, but we can in some way relate to it, um, in this vessel. And so that's what we try to do. Um, and his uh, uh, lecture was about two hours long. Pretty good. And I typically don't listen to this stuff. You know, usually I'll turn it off. I mean, I read the, the information that they give, but sometimes I'm like, mm, I don't know. No, he was right on point with everything that he said in terms of alchemy being um, sort of our way towards the philosopher's stone, which is that internal bliss and that internal knowing not to necessarily um, disappear into the ether and forever be transcended, but to utilize the vessel as something miraculous and something beautiful and magnificent. Now, it's been a, a definitely a challenge for most people to do that with the times that we're facing. Um, but if we looked and had gratitude for what we do have now so it's kind of looking at well what do i have available to me now even in these times that are kind of going crazy right where we have humans um who are trying to control situations they're trying to control other people um rather than allowing people to make decisions on their own or come to choices on their own now this isn't happening in certain places but in certain places it it is and and maybe perhaps your own personal rights feeling violated or feeling forced um, and suffering may be inflicted upon you from the outside, which suffering does happen, right? Externally, we have this suffering, but how do we mitigate it? How do we work around it? How do we move through it? Good morning, The Rock. Good morning, uh, GP man. So understanding it that. Um, and we we understood it through the doctrine of correspondence, which is what we were talking about yesterday. No, the the um, doctrine of correspondence is really important because it it sort of helps us understand how to co-create with something greater than us. Um, something else that he talked about was again how people used alchemy as a way to turn base metals into gold. It's the foundation for chemistry. Spiritual alchemy is, and they got it all wrong. So we can remember that the reason we're living in this distorted alchemic nightmare is because they, um, they, and by they, I mean the, the quote unquote uh, philosophers who sort of went the opposite direction in 
understanding alchemy bastardized the hell out of the the art of spiritual alchemy the intention of alchemy is not to be rich right so people will think well if i use alchemy i'll become rich and he talks about that how alchemy is not about that it's it's about us finding the richness within ourselves because we are rich we are the vessel we are the elixir our bodies um itself are the greatest place to understand that and so he goes into that it was pretty quite amazing i was like yes i totally agree with this i'm on board but the the doctrine of correspondence helps us to understand how to work with these energies that are beyond us right the things that we don't understand and of course you're gonna have very few people who truly walk the path of a spiritual alchemist because it's not an easy path. It takes patience and it takes time and it takes a true deep knowing, right? Where we talk about walking integrity of understanding the emotions, understanding the mind and the mind being the hardest one to get through because our monkey mind gets in, in the way of things, gets in the way of our deepening, our deepening our um, connection to the divine. We, we get in the way of our own self and that co-creation and our, our monkey mind being the hardest one to get over. Okay. We, our monkey brain keeps going, 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 going. And we make up all these things about who we are and we listen to what people tell us who we are and it throws us off track and to be authentically you. And I know Bobby, that was the big common thread of you being you. So understanding that when we, lie to ourselves. okay we'll just keep going on that theme when we lie we are lying to ourselves, and when we lie to ourselves, what we're doing is we're wasting all this energy on our thoughts tangled up in our thoughts how do we cover up who we are that takes more energy than actually being authentically you and now you can't co-create now you can't get out of the entanglement right so the doctrine of correspondence helps us to kind of understand that we we are above and below and that we can co-create with the above and the below okay so here we go so there was a segregation so as below so above and as below as above so below and uh, it is meant to reflect the segregation of flow of the universe such as we find in chinese tao the yin and yang symbol depicts the eternal interplay of the opposing forces of light and darkness and mind and matter in which each contains the seed of the other. Now, I, this symbol, the yin yang, is probably the best depiction of what um, we would talk about the flow, like it says, because the yin yang symbolizes everything it doesn't take anything out you don't see that the darkness is fully embodied by the light nor the light fully embodied by the darkness but one has an equal part of each so the light that is instilled in the darkness is as big as the the darkness instilled in the light and so we see that there's this flow of light and dark and and there's this balance of energy right so as we see um we are in that kind of middle space where people would say oh we're in pur purgatory or you know whatever people think we are um and that's a theory but where we exist is a duality we see life as a duality 
but we don't need to. We can find the wholeness within the duality and the yin yang gives us that opportunity to sort of see it pictorially, right? To kind of visualize it. If we saw it in a different, maybe 4D, 5D, we would see that as it flows, it's flowing in and out of each other as unison, as a one thing, which is pretty cool, right? Um, so um, in which the container seeds the other. Okay, in alchemy, the concept is expressed in Ouroboros, Ouroboros, I can't say, the snake eating its own tail, which in the sense of the translation presented in this book, according to the order of things in the Emerald Tablet, our work begins in the below in this world. And if successfully initiated there, the above and below work together to bring about the miracle of the one thing. This is where most people don't spend time. They want to understand manifestation and people become rich, okay? People are seeking riches through alchemy. This is the bastardization that I was talking about um, with it. They, they seek to become rich and so they take a piece of it um, and leave out the rest uh, of it. And so sometimes we have something called the secret, right? That was a big one, the secret. And everybody went to it and it's like, oh, we'll help you manifest your riches. And, and everybody said, ooh, you know, I want to be rich. I want to this and that. And what they end up doing is missing out on the richness of life, that life itself, that the unfolding, that the, the mere experience of watching life unfold in front of you is rich. It's beyond rich. It's beyond our own understanding. But we forget that, right? We forget that our heart is beating on its own without us having to do anything. That's rich. That's a miracle. So we, we tend to disassociate from that, fragment ourselves, and see everything as objective, right? And becomes this mechanistic worldview where there's all this fragmentation and everything's outside of us. And so it's nearly hard because we have to, and when they talk about initiation, it's talking about being able to transcend the fact or to open up the mind or to remember that we are interconnected. We are not separate objects, but see, that's really what science has done to us. It's really kind of put us in this whirlwind that, you know, everything's outside of us. There's nothing inside of us that's co-creating with it. The mere observation is still co-creation. You can't, without an observer, there'd be nothing to observe. So there would be no thing. So we are actually observing and witnessing the unfolding of life. And when we rise above it, when we're able to open our minds and rise above it, we can start to co-create. But it is really hard for people to get out of matter or to even understand what that means. We are in a very dense place. And because of that, we seem to feel shackled to it as though we can't transcend it, as though we're stuck here and we don't have a way out. And sometimes the only way out for some people, you know, we have people who commit suicide. We have people who drink themselves to death, who do drugs, who drown themselves away from the world without really understanding how to get overcome it because they didn't teach us. They didn't teach this in schools. They're not sitting us down and saying, hey, we're going to teach you alchemy and how valuable and in, 
important your body is and the vessel that you have is a is a walking miracle it holds the the potential to create the philosopher's stone within right or the elixir of of immortality you know people will think well the elixir of immortality my body's going to live forever it's not what it means it, it's it's a recognition that we are we're are immortal we go on forever our energy and our potential energy is going to constantly circulate in some form some fashion so <laughs> we work together now here's the big deal and this is the part you know thank you for those hanging in there that are really sticking to this right and trying to understand it is um the emerald tablet you know working it says our working begins with the below in the world because we are matter and if successfully initiated there the above and the below work together this is when we start to see miracles happen in ways we don't understand this is really the true abundance consciousness that everybody tries to get people and people sell to you over and over again are getting they're getting rich off of it right um, they think they are getting rich but they're really what they're doing is they're causing more destruction than they are help to the to humanity because they're having people focus on the external abundance rather than understanding how to overcome or to work with the matter that the body the vessel that they have in themselves if it was a true um doctrine i would say of abundance consciousness they would start with nutrition and food and 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 how to work the body that's where they would start not with focusing on material wealth and things see so they would focus on how do we eat properly how do we get this vessel that we've been that we've received how do we get that to actually purify the blood in such a way that instead of walking dis-ease right because we're walking with disease right dis-ease um or um so much obstruction and chronic illness that we we feel like shit. we can't even do what we want to do right and so they know this and this is why our food systems are crappy and all that stuff so people you know people talk about how do we fix this problem global you know warming and all these things that are coming out right oh we're we're overpopulated we're eating all the crops we're doing this we're doing that the reality is is that they have um taken over the food supply purposefully because they know that we are in fact the elixir we are in fact the vessel the container to hold the true alchemy our body itself is a vessel so we needn't be in laboratories and, and this is what i loved about his lecture laboratories doing all these chemical experimentations because literally what we're doing is we're taking that with from with within and we're using it externally and we're not using it in unison with the spirit and that's why we see this crazy chemistry and pharmaceuticals and all this crap um surfacing you see our body is literally magnificent it can overcome pretty pretty much anything if we understand how to put the right ingredients in our body and when we do we we actually cultivate a, a vessel of purity but see they don't they don't talk about that and if you do let me tell you what i've had people i've done 
um, I've had people and trolls show up really big time because the food piece is, is, is a really big piece to our alchemic process to transcend, you know, because our body, right, allows, it, it is, um, and I loved how he said, the, the body is the vessel for transmutation and transformation. It takes the food and it, we don't even have to do anything. It does it for us. I mean, that's pretty, pretty profound. And what it takes in is, is potential vital force, what they call non-vital, which is the vital force, which is what we metabolize as energy. Even the earth itself metabolizes. It takes energy and transforms it and utilizes it. So we're wasting our energy, basically. And, and the more that we focus on the external wealth, the more that we're wasting the energy, that potentiality to co-create with the above. You see, it's, it's a lot of work. And that's why you have every so often in each era, very few alchemists that actually are committed to the work because it takes a lot of um, overcoming emotional um, bodily trauma, right? We, we are constantly looking to purify. How do we purify ourselves? We're not looking to purify everyone. We can't, we can't do that. Like I can't purify the earth like that. How could I, you know, possibly do that? How could I purify other people? I can't, you've got to purify yourself. You've got to figure out what you need for your vessel, for your body, for your emotions, for your story to, to start to purify. Again, this is why it becomes so challenging for individuals to stay on the alchemic path, spiritual alchemic path. path. But they want to find this easy way out. And the easy way out is to take the spiritual part of it out and just focus on the alchemy. Well, alchemy didn't start out that way. It didn't start out with base metals into gold. It started out as a spiritual journey to purify our soul, to purify our bodies. It is so hard to do that right now because we are a society filled with toxins. How do we come to purify our bodies when everything being thrown at us is there to toxify us? See, we are the, we are the vessel. The elixir lives within us. Our body purifies and tries to rid toxins out of our body for purification all the time. And we don't even realize it. We're not even focusing on it. We just forget that. The way society is today, uh, being an example, is effective. Do uh, uh, you want to elaborate, GP men? So... We ourselves are the elixir. We are, we hold the potential for the philosopher's stone or the elixir to immortality or elixir of life. But we don't know how to use our bodies. And so what we're doing is we're trying to create some sort of magical elixir externally to, I don't know, purify our bodies when our bodies itself have all everything they need to purify ourselves, if that makes sense. So really too many sheep looking for a leader yeah and that's i mean it's it's hard i'm going to tell you why because people it's it's not even so much and i 
I could be wrong, but I, it's not even so much that they're looking for a leader. They're looking for an easy way out. It takes a lot of work. It's easier for me to point to a person and say it was their fault than to take full responsibility for what I'm doing to my own body. So it becomes this challenge and there's so many untangled things that need to happen. People really starting to understand the emotional, the mental, the physical, all of those things purified to co-create with the above, which becomes a challenge, right? It's almost like everything feels like it's up against you, like the entire world's against you, like everything's against you. That's nearly what people feel like. And how do we then overcome this? How do we how do we make those choices that help us to transcend when it feels like everything and everyone is against us? You see, it's again we there's parables, there's stories in these ancient books, right, or historical books, um, and and they do say it's easier for even in the Bible it says that it's easier for a camel to go through the head of a needle than it is for someone to take this path. Most people won't. Why? Because they bump up against themselves. They're looking for an answer in somebody else when they themselves have the answer. So it takes full trust in yourself. Again, going back to these books that talk about manifestation and, and oh, manifest wealth and manifest all this stuff. If I were to ever write a book on manifestation, I would start with body 101. How do you work your vessel? What is your relationship to yourself? What is your relationship to your food? Those are those are the things that help us to purify ourselves in order to create with the above. When the universe is working with you and you're working with it and you're purified and you're able to see clearly the messages that are given to you, you're naturally going to you're going naturally going to I don't want to say push out the toxic people and things they naturally just fall away from you you don't even have to do anything you see the difference between the beginner and the master the master just sits there and understands and in that knowing the transformation happens around them not because they're doing some kind of mind trick but because they understand who they are and the energy that they hold is purified and so everything it extends outward Everything that is toxic, sort of, it, it's shield. It's almost like there's this radiated shield around the, the person who's able to master the matter, right? And it's something that I do. See, I'm a practitioner of the work. My food, I cook all my meals. I don't use a microwave. I haven't used a microwave in I don't know how long. I cook all my food every single meal. I give myself a headache. It's not easy. You see, it's a, it's, it's a process that takes a lot of discipline. I make sure that the food that I get is quality. Now, if I was truly a practitioner and truly 100% um, into the work, I'd grow my own food. You see, alchemy doesn't just, 
it's not just about the thoughts it's not just about, it's the practice it's the it's the connection to nature it's the understanding that in order to purify our vessels we've got to put things that are pure in our body that means giving up the drugs i haven't drank alcohol i haven't done drugs in over 10 years you see not easy right when we're looking at the toxins and the things that we put in our body it's it's hard to do to overcome it's not an easy process but that's part of it how do we purify our bodies as much as we can in order to connect to the one mind or the above so that we can co-create and manifest now Another thing that he said in the lecture, and you know, I think I'll post that lecture on my um, Facebook page. So if you guys aren't following me on Facebook, it's at Spirit and Coffee Talk. I actually do this live. You can see my big face if you ever want to. <laughs> You're like, what does that girl look like? Well, she's crazy. Just kidding. But if you, you can see, I'm going to put the link there. And I would say, listen to that lecture. I mean, it's just a very powerful lecture. Um, I agree with it. I'm on board with it. And he gets it. He gets it in terms of how our bodies are the true um, philosopher's stone exists within us. The gold is within us. And it, it happens when we purify our blood. How do we purify the blood? Well, it's based on what we put in our body. Now, here are here I'm going to go into something that's probably a little controversial, which I don't necessarily talk about and that's this um the vaccine which we see right now there are people who don't want to take it and it's their right not to want to take it okay why because it came from somebody else's chemistry somebody else's alchemy you see they created it through alchemy that's where chemistry came from. Chemistry took all these elements and really um, did they when they were creating this elixir that they want to put in people, right? It's an elixir. It is. What did they have in mind? What was their intention? How, what chemicals were used, right? What, what was put? Was it purified stuff that they put into the elixir to then insert into our body? Those are the questions that I ask. I do not know because I am not the one who created this elixir. Therefore, I don't agree with putting it in my body because I don't know what it is. I know I know everything that goes into my body. I know what it is because I am the one who cooks for myself. You see, so it go, it's bigger and bigger than just thoughts and purifying your thoughts. A true alchemist, spiritual alchemist, is purifying all processes, learning to purify. Will we ever get to that purity? No, of course not. We, we would disappear, I, I imagine. We'd disappear. But we're looking at each process as a way to purify. So our bodies become the vessel of purification. And in, in understanding that, I don't know the alchemy that went behind it. In fact, I don't even know that there was care and concern for how it was created in the lab. What what chemicals were they authentic? Were they organic? 
What I mean, I don't know. Right? Well, we can speculate and say, well, this is what they said they put in it. Yeah, but I wasn't there. Who knows? I mean, who knows if there wasn't rat poop all over the lab or whatever. <laughs> or if the person went to the restroom and didn't wash their hands and then they came and they started working with the chemicals. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the one who created it. There's all kinds of scenarios we could think of, right? Where I'm going like, what exactly is that in that liquid that they're trying to put into me? I don't know. I can't say. And therefore, I I don't feel confident. But I do know that my food has the potential to cure and heal me because that's what the food was there for, right? It is a co-creation. The earth itself provided the medicine for us to survive. And when it wasn't toxic, right? When we when we perhaps lived in an environment that had less chemicals in 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 the air and it was a lot more pure, it was easy for us to co-connect with that. We have stories historically about people living for a long time. Are they true? I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't say for sure, but I know that the historical record says that people lived forever, right? For like a very long time, thousands of years. Why? Probably because the pollutants and toxins in the environment were not high. Number one. Number two, they were able to get food, right, that was pure. And they were able to purify their self in the vessel. And their blood was pure and less toxic. So the manifestation of the above and the below is a process that's, remember, it's a physical, emotional, mental. There's all of these different layers that we're dealing with and purifying over and over and over and over. I'm still... I can tell you in my process where I'm at, I'm still in the process of understanding to purify the vessel, which has been the hardest thing for me. And I I would imagine it's the hardest thing for everybody. Purifying the vessel. There, I mean, eating as clean as you can possibly eat. Right now, for my circumstances, I'm eating as clean as I can possibly eat. Maybe not. There are some things that I can say, well, maybe not so much, but cleaner than most. Why? Because I cook all my meals. You see, they understood this. So the food supply right now, right, and and the way that they've conditioned people to live in the world is fast food. It's easy. It's convenient. But it's not in the end because what it does is it slows you down. It inhibits you from actually reaching your full potential because your body can't purify the blood. You you can't find the purity if you're doing this. So again, it's it's super challenging, you guys. It's not some woo-woo process. People think, oh, alchemy, woo-woo. It's not woo-woo. It's an actual practice. One of the hardest challenges and practices that we can actually take on. And for me. Bring it on. <laughs> That's how I am. Bring it on. Let's go. I'm ready. I only eat fast food twice a week. See, and that's good. So here's the thing, GP man. And for those of you who are con- 
continuing on the path of alchemy and really wanting to understand how to live in in and purify the vessel and really understand the alchemy is to um, recognize where you're putting toxins in your body. It's not to blame, shame, or make people feel like shit. That's not it at all. It's to recognize, right? How can we start to purify or move towards purifying our vessels a little at a time? So perhaps maybe you used to eat out fast food every single day. Now you're saying, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to cut back to two twice a week. Okay. And then maybe it's once a week and then maybe it's once every two weeks and then maybe it's once a month and then maybe you just cut it out completely. Right. All of the things that they've given are they're trying to give to us are there to toxify us. It's just, it's toxins really. And why? Because if you detoxify the body and you start to co-create with the one the the grand ultimate one thing, guess what? You're now reclaiming your power. You're reclaiming your power of who you are. And and do they want a bunch of people reclaiming their power? No. They don't. Food, remember, they, they and this is huge. You guys already know this. Everybody says it. Our stomach is our first brain, really. A healthy gut is a healthy life. Our gut is like the trans transmutation center, basically. When we ingest the things, our energy, right? Because food is supposed to be energy. There's, um oh, there's a movie that does a really good job of this. It's actually an Asian movie. It's called Spirited Away, I think. If you guys haven't watched it, that's a good, good depiction of what food was meant for. And it, when you notice and when you watch this movie, what's really cool is that this kid's parents start to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and the more they eat the denser that they get they're they're trapped in this in this world and the less and the the character the main character eats just enough but they're lighter and you'll see that the people that eat are are more dense they're darker in color um and, and the other one is like almost translucent. Like you can see through them. It's like a ghost almost. But the other ones are like fully colored in, right? So they're solid color. So they're solid. They're more dense. So we think about like kind of like, um, uh, well, it's kind of like this. If we looked at water, water's translucent. And as we add some liquid to it or we add something to it, it starts to fill up and look more filled in. And more dense so spirited away is a really good um, anime story trying to give us that idea of what food is and how we can utilize it to sort of allow ourselves to be lighter and less toxic really not it, it really it's a challenge okay so and and I say it's a challenge because we're up against this big dark energy the dark energy uh, being the fear-based programming, being all the toxins, everything like that. And the, an individual who's really working towards the transcendence of the soul when they're looking to purify, to be, to find the philosopher's stone, right? Um, that you guys are the elixir of life, that they're going to keep you away from that by toxifying you and putting all these things inside the food supply. They understood that the flu, the food supply is where it begins. And to purify the blood was the journey of the alchemist. 
spiritual alchemist. Blood is gold, right? It's our liquid gold is the blood that, that lives within us. We are the human vessel. We are the human um, alchemy. And our gut is the station of transmutation. <laughs> our, our, I like that. That was just sort of fine. Our gut is the station of transmutation. Plan on learning to grow my own food. Yes. So a couple of things um, I will say in terms of food that I'm I'm sort of um, coming to terms and understanding is plant aminos are super critical, right? Um, and I think this is why we've become a meat eating society. And um, yes, I still eat meat. So understanding how to overcome that or work through it, we can. Um, in really thinking forward about you know, where society is going and if they're trying to control food supply, whatever they're doing, right? They're trying to do all this hocus pocus weird shit right now. That's, I mean, the easiest way to say it. They're doing weird shit all over the place. And what we can do is really understand plants and plants, I can tell you right now, some pretty powerful plants and maybe some seeds, maybe go to the store um, if there's a, a local store, a local place that sells seeds, and get yourself some seeds. And those seeds would be, um, I would say hemp, if you get uh, hemp seeds, because hemp is probably one of the most powerful uh, plants that we should be utilizing now. And in fact, we used to. Um, and they know that it's a powerful plant that could be used for over 7,000, probably more than that, things. Um, they didn't let us grow it anymore because they knew that it would literally save the human species from our damnation right now if we started growing hemp again and utilizing it. But not only is it good for making materials and fabrics and all these things, it's also very good to eat hemp seeds. They're highly, 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 highly nutritious for you. And they have a high amount of protein and amino acids that you need. Uh, and I believe some omegas. Okay, so we're looking at seeds as being um, a, a way for us to eat and still get the nutrition we need. Okay, chia seeds, hemp seeds, um, sunflower seeds. We have all these different seeds that um, have a high protein content within them and they're super healthy. So I highly encourage if you're one of these uh, flax seeds, yes, that's another one. Flax seeds, very good. They all have omegas, healthy, healthy oils to help us. We can live off plants if we know what plants to eat. See, so we don't have to be afraid, oh, the meat's going to be gone and their meat's expensive and all this stuff. Start now. Start purifying your body now so that you're ready if that transition happens. In fact, we should be. I should be tra transitioning. Super not easy, though, because I wasn't raised, um, you know, as a vegetarian and all that stuff. I wasn't. But it's another step towards purifying the body, you see. And there's these practitioners that are working on purifying their body. Um, and they're called, there's a whole system called the mucusless healing system. Um, and it should be mucus free because we can never live mucus list. But really, um, the system is there to get rid of the disease and the obstruction in the body, purify the body, purify the blood and have the body function um, as it should.
So we're constantly on this journey to try to understand our bodies and how to purify it. It's part of the practice of alchemy, spiritual alchemy. Things I don't really talk about that on this podcast much. Um, I used to, and um, but I circle back around to it. It's a really hard subject because our relationship to food has sort of been tainted over time. You know, we, we, we don't really have this healthy relationship with food. Um, and we sort of just kind of let people tell us what we should or shouldn't eat. It becomes a very a hard thing. It's a very deep, hard conversation to have with people. We're very connected to our food. Um, people have been shamed and blamed and hurt around food. Um, and, you know, I myself, being one of those individuals, have had a very unhealthy relationship with food in my life. And trying to figure out how to purify that relationship again. Purification in all aspects. Mentally, emotionally good. When it comes to the vessel, not so easy. A little bit harder and challenging for me. But it's part of the alchemic process and spiritual alchemists practice this. They're practitioners of the work. And little at a time. Like, for instance, I haven't had a Coke since I was like 15, which was ages ago. <laughs> I'm not even going to say how long ago that was, right? When I'm in other countries, I do notice that the food is healthier and smaller portions. Yes. What other countries um, have you gone to, GP man? So, yes, it is true. Um, I lived in India for a year. Um, and... What I love about India is that they go to the market and they buy their food daily. And the market come from, um, I'm a veteran, uh, army veteran, many countries. Got it. Um, I lived in India. I've gone all over as well. Um, and India in particular, or even the eastern part of the world, um, they in Asia, they do actually get their fruits, vegetables daily, and, and we go to the market and, and then we cook it, you know, and it's local grown and all that kind of stuff. So yes, absolutely um, better when it comes to that. And in fact, India, um, if we're looking to become vegans, um, the Ayurvedic system, which I think they use some animal products. Somebody was telling me that the other day, I don't know how true it is, but Still, that system is probably the best system, best known system for um, helping purify the body um, because it uses um, all, you know, it uses the lentils and all that stuff to, to cook the food. So those individuals have been living vegan their whole life and you can, um, but purifying the body and understanding what happens like eating too much protein makes your body too acidic right and so you need to balance your ph levels in the body to purify it so how do you start to do that what foods do you need to eat to be able to balance out your ph levels right because when we do that and we're not so acidic um, and we're balancing the ph levels in our body um, now we're not causing obstruction right? Or what foods are causing mucus to form and stuff. And this gets gross. That's why I don't really talk about it much because some people are like, well, I don't want to hear about that. Um, but when we're learning how to purify the body, um, remembering that it is part of the alchemic process in Kung Fu, I take Kung Fu, right? 
Christina, you know, you're in Kung Fu with me. The reason why I love Kung Fu is because the entire process is an alchemic process. It's a spiritual alchemic practice. The entire system is. And it's actually quite remarkable because in ancient times they understood how to bring forth this spiritual alchemic practice into a healthy system that we can actually utilize, which is, I mean, it's beautiful. There is no other system that I know so far, I'm not saying that actually incorporates every piece of the spiritual alchemic process necessary. It encompasses all of it. It's, it's pretty, pretty profound. And I'm, I feel pretty honored that we in my community have um, some of the most amazing um, teachers here to that are committed to the work in this way. I mean, it's it's quite phenomenal, to be honest with you, to down to the food, because a practitioner of Kung Fu is um, actually purifies their body through food and nutrition as well. But not only are they doing it through the food and the nutrition, they're doing it through the body movements as well. And all the body movements are not just any kind of movement. They're movements based on natural law. They're based on the animals. They respect the essence of the animals and they actually embody these different animals to heal themselves and to protect. I mean, it's pretty... I mean, there is no other system. I mean, it's just, to me, it's mind-blowing. I could go on forever about Kung Fu, right? Because, and then they have the mythology behind it. The mythology being the understanding of the archetypal patterns to help with the mental piece of it and the emotional piece so that you can purify that piece of it as well. It's a full system. Now, I don't know that it gives you the system on exactly how to eat, but it does tell you. Right? Was everyone Kung Fu fighting? Yeah, that song gets in there. Yes, Kung Fu, and people don't know this, and I'm just going to go on a rant about Kung Fu because I love it so much, that people don't know that Kung Fu, part of that system, Shaolin Kung Fu, is Tai Chi. Qigong, it's not separate, it's a part of, okay? Plus, we have all the systems. There's Qingyi, Qingyi, the internal arts and the external arts. It honors the yin-yang, right? Because we have Tai Chi, which is the yin-yang form. It's quite phenomenal. Okay? So there you have it. I actually have to go. I have an appointment and I totally spaced it out and I'm wondering if they're still on there. So I love you guys. Have a fantastical day. And of course, I will be seeing you all tomorrow. Yeah, Shaolin monks. That's who we learned from. We go to China, the Shaolin temple every year. All right. Have a great day. Love you guys. Bye-bye.